Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Feisty, fearless and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Rita Cosby show. Our border is wide open and some of the numbers of people that have crossed our border are stunning. Thousands upon thousands from countries like Syria, Iran, Iraq, China, and the list goes on and on. Also, so many issues with crime across this country. Crime numbers are skyrocketing. So many different cases of what's happening. And also look at all the protests that we're having on the streets. And look at the crises going on around the globe. Obviously, Ukraine. Obviously, what's happening with Israel and Hamas. And there is so much to talk about tonight. But I thought what was really interesting was just a few minutes ago, President Donald Trump did a town hall. And he was asked because, of course, Liz Cheney and a whole bunch of others are coming out saying, boy, if there's another Trump, uh, another four years of Trump, another term of Trump, it's going to be, quote, a dictatorship. And I feel like saying the way that John Kerry has handled our climate change, the way they're trying to shove these EVs down our throats, even though nobody wants to sell them, even these auto dealers are going, please, and the Ford manufacturers and others are going, please. Despite all of that that's going on and the reluctance to clamp down on the protests, the reluctance to call out those who are anti-Semitic, the list goes on and on. What about the Black Lives Matter protests that took place during the, quote, summer of love? I would almost call that a dictatorship or a surrender, maybe, is more like it, because this country is in such decline. There are so many problems going on, and a lot of it points to the lack of leadership. I mean, the fact that there were schools today, some of these elite college professors and presidents were on Capitol Hill today, and they were being grilled and skewered, appropriately so, because... Their problems with anti-Semitism and not cracking down on it is irresponsible. And then you've got members of Congress that are also kind of saying the same spiel. There was a comment from the former Bernie Sanders spokesperson that I'll read you in a few minutes that is like reprehensible. But all of this, a lot of this is within the Democratic Party. Why are they not clamping down? Why are they not saying enough? Why are they not having some sort of quote, rule of law. The word dictatorship, however, is what they are throwing out at President Trump because Liz Cheney and others are saying, oh, gosh, you know what? We can't have Trump 
do this again to the country. Do what? Secure the borders? Do what? Uh, sanction Iran? Do what? Not have no new wars? Uh, that sounds pretty good right now because the world is in chaos. And today we also heard from FBI Director Christopher Ray, And this is a guy who kind of lowballs things often. But in this case, he wasn't lowballing because it is so crystal clear. What Christopher Ray was saying is that all the bells are going off, that we are in a massive, massive five-alarm fire in this country, and that threats are coming from all different directions, that he can't even keep up with them. And he has never seen so many threats on such a high level, on such an intensity, all at the same time since he has been there at the FBI. That's a pretty strong statement, that this is probably the biggest in recent times in American history, where there are so many issues going at it, whether it's the border, whether it's what's going on in Israel, whether it's Ukraine, Russia. There are so many issues that are happening and so many conflicts and so many threats to America from outside and within that this is really a massive, massive catastrophe and a huge threat to the world. And so just a little bit ago, President Trump was out there, and he was in Iowa uh, talking on Fox News. And I'll say it was kind of nice to hear somebody in the White House who's been there before, and he hopes to go back there again. And by all accounts, he is certainly the leading candidate on the GOP side. There's no doubt about it. He's the leading candidate on both sides right now in the polls. He's beating Biden. I think it's out of 13 polls. Two has Biden narrowly ahead. The rest have Trump. And so that's why I think the Democrats are desperate tonight and saying, oh, he's a dictator. And then you see Liz Cheney also saying, oh, this guy can't get elected again. Liz Cheney, of course, how we now found out what happened on the January 6th committee with some evidence missing and some alterations, if you will, of the facts. That's a nice way to say uh, phony facts being presented and someone who clearly had it out for Trump. Well, here he is. Just a little bit ago. Take a listen. The media has been focused on this and attacking you yeah. under no circumstances. You are promising America tonight. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Yeah. Except Look, for? He's going crazy. Except for day one. Meaning? I want to close the border and I want to drill. That's drill, not a that's, drill. That's not, oh, no. that's not retribution. I got I'm going to be. I'm going to be, you know, he keeps, we love this guy. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator. So that, okay? that, that sounds to me like you're going back to the policies when you were president. That's All right. exactly. So, and you can't make it up. CNN puts out a headline after that saying, I'll only abuse power on day one of the second term. That's how they interpreted what you just heard. Give me a break. Boy, this media spins and twists. And you heard what he said. Yeah, on day one, I'll close the border and I'll drill baby drill. Those are all pro-American policies. And boy, if we only had them in the current White House, we would be able to sleep a little bit better tonight. And trust me, I think many other people would be, too, around the world, because the fact that we're not drill baby drill, the fact that we are not sanctioning oil from Iran, 
that is funding the war machine against the Israelis and U.S. and everywhere else around the globe. This is nuts. So I will say I was really happy to see a leader who acted like a leader who said, I'm going to close the border because guess what? That's what an American president does, says we're going to protect our country. Call it a crazy idea, but we're not seeing it right now. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to JC in Pennsylvania. JC, your thoughts about all of us? All right, Joey, Rita, here's how we go. Okay, the world is falling apart, and our leaders are talking about Donald Trump, his court cases, Biden's lionomics, every every word out of his mouth is a lie. Now he's touting that he just cut billions of dollars from our deficit. How come they keep going up? Talking about dictators, okay, who dictated that people had with mandated to take vaccines? Biden, his regime. You know what? That's against the Nuremberg policy, okay? No one's supposed to force anybody to take, have any kind of medical procedures. And it was all, it was all, what do you call it? It was all experimental. Now, it's coming out now that 18% of the people who had it are going to be, have died in the first year of Pfizer Moderna. That's dictatorship. Okay, what's dictatorship is January 6th. The unselect committee, not having any Republicans that were really Republicans, not having a jury, and just shoving it up everybody's mouth. What's dictatorship is that they they tried to impeach Trump uh, two times. They had uh, the Steele investigation was a total lie. Damn, all of the media just sat on the Biden laptop and any information coming out before the election. I could go keep going on and on and on. You can't have brick oven stoves for pizza, okay? They're trying to take the cars away. They're trying to uh, windmill. Everything you could think of, it's a total lie. Everything's a total lie, and they're dictators, and they're taking the Americans' money, okay? They're letting the borders, letting the people in, and they're taxing you, and they're taking your money. They're giving millions of dollars to illegals, and there's they're starving out the people. They're, people are becoming homeless. They don't have food on their tables, and they're giving away taxpayers' money. That's a dictatorship. Uh, people not allowing people to protest and, and, and not doing anything about them, not putting them in jail. Okay? The reason that people keep protesting, they're dipping their finger in the water. Then their leg in the water, and guess what? Their whole body in the water. And guess what? If nobody does anything... They're going to keep going. They're putting stars at Davis on Jewish people's business, blocking it out just like before the Nazi regime, World War II. Can I keep going? I can go all day long, Rita. You know what? But, but, and Jay-Z, uh, you really hit on some powerful points there, Jay-Z, because to me, it is really uh, shocking, some of the things you just said, and I think you hit it on the head on so many uh, so many points there, JC, and I agree there's even more. Um, what's happening right now to our country, it is so deteriorating. This moment, as we are seeing these people protest with the most hate, vile type of conduct, it's really shameful. And yet every time the White House gets asked, and in fact, uh, they were asked a little bit ago, uh, hey, you know, what do you think about these people? And what do you think of this Pramila Jayapal, who is a Democratic member of Congress, 
She's in the Progressive Caucus leadership. She's the chair of that leadership committee. And yet, what's going on with her? Well, guess what? She's making these hate-filled comments saying, uh, well, let's not really worry necessarily about the rapes by Hamas on Israelis. Let's talk about what the Israelis do. We need, quote, balance was her phrase. That, to me, is so preposterous. And the fact that this White House won't condemn it speaks volumes. And guess what? If somebody has no moral compass and they don't put their foot down, the, the you know, the, the loonies run rampant. And that's what we're seeing now between the protests. And that's what we're seeing with even some of these members of Congress. It is so scary. And the fact that there's all these threats out there and you have an open border. Christopher Ray is right. Uh, all the alarm bells are going off. And I bet you all the alarm bells have been going off almost since this president took office. But I'm sure it's getting worse and worse and worse because we all see it around us. And all they can do is not even try to fix the problems. If they close the border, by the way, day one, if they had done, if they had just kept the policies Trump had in place, we'd be so much better off. They didn't even have to reinvent the wheel. All they had to do was just kind of keep doing it. But they didn't want to do it because anything that had to do with Trump, it was like, okay, we're not going to do it. And now, as a result of their dismal policies, we are in such a dire, dangerous crisis. And you're right. uh, These policies are much more dictatorial, telling us uh, what we can do, what we can say. And what do they say to the border agents, J.C.? Make sure when you're chasing after the migrants that are crossing the border at an illegal record pace, make sure you don't misgender them. I mean, you can't make it up. If somebody had said this to me, I would think it was like a bad movie script. Unfortunately, we're living it. 1-800-848-9222. JC and I are on fire tonight. What do you guys think of the fact that the Biden team is saying, guess what? Trump is a dictator and America can't handle that again. Boy, America can't handle uh, security in the country. God forbid. The Rita Cosby Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's the Rita Cosby Show. In the last few hours, President Biden has been telling donors, quote, I'm not sure I'd be running if Trump wasn't so that he is motivated in his mind 
to beat Trump. Now, we're hearing that he's trying to walk back those comments, but a number of donors who are at events say that's exactly what he said. And for his part, here is President Trump just a little bit ago uh, being asked by Sean Hannity on Fox, asked, uh, does he think that Biden will be the nominee? And the answer is classic Trump. Let me ask you, when prominent Democratic voices like Maureen Dowd and and David Axelrod and Van Jones and others are so critical of Joe Biden. And of course, he is struggling cognitively. I can't think of in the last couple of months any appearance that he has had where he wasn't either mumbling or bumbling or stumbling or having no clue where to go, where to exit. Now, my question is, do you think in 11 months he will be their candidate? I personally don't think he makes it. Okay, I haven't said that. I'm saving it for this big town hall. I'd never really, I personally don't think he might. I think he's in bad shape physically. Do you remember when he said, I'd like to take him behind the barn? If he took me behind the barn and I went like this, I believe he'd fall over. I believe he'd fall over. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But. But it was okay. And by the way, it was okay for him to say that. He said, I'd like to take him behind the... He could say that, and everyone thought it was so cute. If I ever said it, they'd say, he's a dictator. He's a horrible human being. You know, it's a whole double standard we have, and not only in the law, but just about everything else, as you know very well. Um, I personally don't think he makes it physically. I watched him at the beach. He wasn't able to lift a beach chair, which is meant for children to lift. You can lift him like that. Uh, and mentally, I would say he's possibly equally as bad and maybe worse. But I don't know. I will say this. He's got vicious people surrounding him around that beautiful Oval Office. There are people in that Oval Office that are evil people, bad people, smart people, young, vicious. They're communists and they're bad. They're- so how do you really feel over President Trump? Let's go to Stan. Line five. Stan, your thoughts. Uh, I'm not worried about Putin. I'm not worried about Xi in China. I'm not worried about Aragon. We can deal with these people if we have to, because they're across the river. They're not citizens, but this guy is an American citizen. This guy has betrayed the country. Are you speaking this of President Biden? Be elected president. President Biden, you're talking about? Now, get, come on, cut the garbage, will you? We're talking about your friend. Red-haired, the orange hemorrhoid himself, Donald Trump. There's no doubt he cannot be elected. He cannot. I'm not afraid of Xi. I'm not afraid of Putin because they're on the other side. This is one of ours. This is a traitor. This man wanted to overthrow the election, and if he gets in charge, he'll probably get rid of the Supreme Court, bring in the military, and go after everybody. He cannot be trusted. All right. So, Stan, hang on. Stan, Stan, you know what I'm worried about? I'm worried about an open border that has many terrorists that have come through because they've had 169 on the terror watch list come through just this year alone, which is more than the past seven years combined. So that could be considered traitorous behavior. I would consider protecting the homeland critical. And I would take a mean tweet over a mean terrorist coming into this country any day of the week, Stan. Uh, you seem to you seem because you don't like Trump. Uh, He's a everything. You know what? You know what? You can you can question the measures of this president who hasn't been sanctioning Iran, the leading state sponsor of terrorism in the world. 
that could potentially be traitorous. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a very powerful story coming from Old Saybrook, Connecticut, where two Connecticut state troopers are being praised for their actions in saving a woman from seriously harming herself as she was in danger of falling into the Connecticut River. Now, it happened on Monday of last week, and troopers responded to several 911 calls about a woman on the side of Baldwin Bridge, which stands about 100 feet above the Connecticut River. Once on the scene, the troopers posted that they located a female who had climbed from the pedestrian sidewalk over the metal safety fence and was sitting on a five-inch ledge. Yikes. So Connecticut Police Officer Sergeant Matthew Bell spoke calmly to the woman as another officer, Sergeant Ashley Harkins, quickly climbed over the safety fence and, in fact, put herself in danger on the narrow ledge above the heavily flowing river, doing whatever possible to help rescue the woman. Thankfully, both the sergeants were able to successfully rescue her by reasonably and patiently talking to her and moving her hands towards the fencing and then having her climb on to the legs of Sergeant Hawkins so that responding troopers could help pull her ultimately to safety over the fence and into an ambulance for immediate treatment. The department there in Old Saybrook posted on social media, quote, we applaud the quick, decisive actions of Sergeant Hawkins and Sergeant Bell's in saving the life of that woman. Thanks to Colonel Chris Lewis and the state troopers from Trooper F, who also assisted on the scene. What a great, great story and great teamwork. And thank goodness for this good outcome where the woman will now get the help, hopefully, that she needs. Well, we're talking about so many threats to the homeland. There have been a lot of cases, by the way, of late with people With mental histories, there's also been a lot of fanaticism that we have seen. We've heard some strong vitriol coming, even from some of the protests. But we're also hearing about these wide-open southern borders. And some of the numbers of people that are crossing our southern borders, it is downright scary. Just to give you an idea, uh, foreign nationals that were found on the southern border, this is in the fiscal year 2022 and 2023, which just wrapped up. Afghans, listen to this. These are the ones that we know about, that we found, not the gotaways, the ones that they're aware about, 6,300 plus. Egyptians, 3,100. Iranians, 659. What could go wrong there? Syrians, 538. Russian, 12,000 plus. In just a two-year span, and Chinese, 26,000-plus, crossing our border in the South. This is so dangerous. And so today, the FBI Director Christopher Wray testified before the Senate and listened to this exchange with him and Senator Lindsey Graham. Are you concerned that international terrorism threats to the homeland are rising as the 
border continues to be broken? I'm concerned that we are in an elevated threat environment, a heightened threat environment from foreign terrorist organizations um, for a whole host of reasons. Um, and obviously their ability to exploit uh, any port of entry, including our southwest border, is a source of concern. You know, with, there's a lot of discussion about numbers, and numbers are important, but let's not forget that it didn't take a big number of people on 9-11 to kill 3,000 people. So while numbers are important, numbers don't tell the whole story, and we have seen an increase uh, in so-called KSTs, known or suspected terrorists, attempting to, to cross, uh, you know, over the last five years. And then listen to a little bit more of the back and forth between Senator Graham and the FBI director, Christopher Wray, who's usually kind of understated, but he certainly was not today. Take a listen. Let's put a fine point on where we're at today as America. How would you describe the threat matrix against America today from your point of view after having been at the FBI most of your adult life? So what I would say that is unique about the environment that we're in right now in my career is that while there may have been times over the years where individual threats could have been higher here or there than where they might be right now, I've never seen a time where all the threats or so many of the threats are all elevated all at exactly the same time. That's what makes this environment that we're in now so fraught and why funding our men and women who are working shoulder to shoulder with state and local law enforcement and other partners every day makes it even more important, not less. So blinking red lights analogy about 9-11, all the lights were blinking red before 9-11. Apparently, obviously, all of us missed it. Would you say that there's multiple blinking red lights out there? I see blinking lights everywhere I turn. I see blinking lights wherever I turn. And this is from somebody who is, again, typically very, very reserved. This is a huge, huge concern. And this is also a lot in part to the policies of the present occupant of the White House. That is why I think uh, we have to look a lot at these policies. We have to wonder. We have to question a lot of these policies. Listen to what Morgan Ortegas has to say. She was the former spokesperson at the State Department under President Trump. As quickly as possible, as Emily pointed out, need to change their border policy. I mean, I, I think, you know, they're having these debates in Congress right now in the Senate uh, over border funding, Ukraine funding, Israel funding. And you really can't get the Democrats to move or change policy on it. I don't. God forbid. I, you know, you wonder if it's going to take a terrorist attack from someone coming no. over the border before they actually finally realize that their policy is incredibly dangerous to American national security. And just a little bit ago, here is President Trump saying what he would do the first day he took office. And it's essentially changed a lot of Biden's policies. The media has been focused on this and attacking you under no circumstances. You are promising America tonight. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Except for? He's going crazy. Except for day one. Meaning? I want to close the border and I want to drill. That's drill, not a, that's, drill. That's not. Oh, no. That's not retribution. I got I'm going to be. I'm going to be. You know, he keeps. I love this guy. He says, "You're not going to be a dictator, are you?" I said, "No, no, no." Other than day one, we're closing the border 
and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator. So that, okay? that, that sounds to me like you're going back to the policies <laughs> when you were president. That's All right. exactly. So when you hear that, it's pretty refreshing to hear a president talk about sealing the border and drill, baby, drill. First off, if you look at President Biden's policies, he has kept our borders wide open. The border agents will all tell you that because that is downright dangerous. And the fact that in the last two years, there's been 26,000 Chinese coming through, a whole bunch of Iranians, a whole bunch of Russians, a whole bunch of Syrians. These are just the ones we know about. We are in really deep, dire crisis. We have the FBI director now saying that all the blinking lights are just going crazy right now because there are so many threats to our homeland and so many big concerns and so many uh, pieces of chatter in the intelligence community coming at us. That is very, very concerning for every single American. And I don't understand why we don't have somebody shouting, close the border. Obviously, a number of Republicans are. All of them are. Maybe a few Democrats are. But where are all the people who care about protecting our homeland? It shouldn't matter if you're a Republican or Democrat. Speak out and say it's time to seal the border. Let's try to plug the hole. There is so much damage done by a wide open border over the last few years. And then the other aspect of him cutting the drilling in this country. Think about if he had allowed America to be energy independent, if he had allowed you know America to be energy abundant, we would have had so much more money fiscally in this country, and we could have put a stop to some of these wars. They wouldn't have started. If Russia didn't have so much money from all the Russian oil, and if Iran didn't have so much money from all the Iranian oil, they may not have done what they did. Especially, let's talk about Iran because of the latest news. Iran is making billions of dollars a week because this administration is not enforcing the sanctions against them on oil. So that's how they're funding their war machine. So, so many of the problems in this world could have been prevented if Biden had better policies and had rallied the world to protect America and to protect the world. He should have been a better leader, a clearer leader, a stronger leader, and also one with moral clarity that put America first. There are so many things that he has done, that wide open border, the policies with Iran, allowing all these attacks to happen against U.S. troops and U.S. ships. What is he doing? We have so many issues right now, and this president just seems so disconnected from reality, along with many people in the White House who are also leading the policy. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Bob on line four. Uh, Bob, what a mess we're in. Ah, uh, Rita. Let me first say, Rita is my favorite name. Thank you, Bob, very much. I appreciate it. There's not that many of us out there. No, I had a teacher in high school in the 70s who basically saved my life as a young person, taught me the government. I was a bum, and I took her class, 
and I actually went to college after, so she taught me when I was young, and now you're teaching me when I'm very old. Oh, I love, Bob, I love that. I, I hope you learned something. And I, by the way, I learned so much from all of you guys calling in, too, because I love hearing your thoughts, too. But what scares me at this point is all this craziness going on in the world. I see World War Three coming. You know, we, I, I don't know how you stop it. We got to send these people like Stan to Venezuela. If we can just round them up and send them all to Venezuela, it'd be good. Stan would be happy there. You know what? But uh, I agree that he seems to be happy with a lot of those policies. Um, yeah. You know, and he seems to think that Biden's uh, not such a bad guy. He's uh, he seems to think he's the sharpest cog. I will say, Bob, I am very worried. To your point also about the World War III, um, because I do feel on a serious note, there are so many powder kegs going on in this world. And I feel we have a rudderless president who doesn't know where he's going, uh, doesn't understand what's happening, doesn't seem to care, um, and doesn't understand what an open border really means to the homeland at a time where we've got everything with Russia. I mean, the fact that Russia is so emboldened right now doing what they're doing in Ukraine. Also, Hamas so emboldened, i.e. Iran so emboldened. It's a very scary situation. And to have a president who seems to be the uh, commander of appeasement as opposed to the commander-in-chief, that is a huge issue, I think, uh, not just for those countries but for the world. And, and I I very much worry where we're headed, I and especially with everything going on in Israel I don't feel this president has any control over it. And I'm seeing him not allowing Israel to do its job and wipe out Hamas. And that only means that Hamas is going to come back again if that were to come. I hope that he allows Israel to do its job and to wipe out this terrorist group, these barbarians that we've heard so much about of late, of some of the horrible atrocities that they have committed. But I'm not confident this president's going to let him. And I wonder what he's saying behind the scenes, because I get a feeling that he's saying, oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, Don't hurt uh, those nice Hamas people. I almost feel like I'm hearing him say that because that seems to be what he's almost telegraphing publicly. And that's a really huge concern. Uh, Bob, thank you so much. Uh, This Rita signing out for now, but I'll talk to you tomorrow. I hope, Bob. Thank you. Let's go to Andrew. Line one. Hey, what's up, Rita? Just wanted to change what I was going to say and comment on what Stan and other Democrat liberals that are Jewish, the torment that they must have knowing that they voted for first Obama and then Biden, and they paid for those rockets that launched into Israel. The first Obama with $150 billion in cash, then Biden with $60 billion. So they're literally giving money to people that kill Israeli Jews. And the excuse is, well, it's just for humanitarian. Yeah, but Hamas is going to get the money. They're not going to distribute it just for humanitarian. So that would be like in World War II saying, well, we'll give the Nazis money, but we just wanted to help with the uh, orphanage or with uh, food for the kids. No, the Nazis are not going to give the money to you. They're going to use it for their weapons for themselves. So they actually funded the killing of Israeli Jews by putting Obama and Biden into power. And Biden is on the take with China, so he's um, corrupt. And also he's screwing 
Israel over, which is not just our friend, but they're our partner in the Middle East. We're so linked with Israel. So Biden's like a traitor to our nation, and he's a traitor to Israel. And and you know what? Also, Andrew, in that part of the world, too, you know, they only understand strength and they only understand clarity. And they're not getting either from this president. And that's a really, really sad. And I think this waffling is so dangerous. Um, it's almost more dangerous than not saying anything because it's like, uh, it's, and I go back, I use, I, you know, I think about what he's doing now. Uh, it seems to be the same as what I saw with Ukraine, that minor incursion. Well, if they sort of do this, well, every time, you know, he comes out and he condemns uh, Hamas, the next breath, he tells Israel not to have civilian casualties. It's like he's he's doing this sort of moral equivalency that this Pramila Jayapal is doing. I am happy, by the way, I will say um, I will praise the president, at least tonight. He did come out and condemn some of these sexual assaults that we're hearing, these horrific reports that have been coming out about what the Hamas uh, terrorists did to the Israeli women. And some of them are just absolutely abhorrent. And thank goodness we are hearing uh, the president condemn it. But what took him so long? And why is he not saying it on camera? And quite frankly, he should have looked at the camera on day one and said it, because what they did on the first day, we knew they were doing some of these things. Uh, and the raping and the killing and the beheading of babies and all these things. Uh, that should have been enough for him to have a little bit of a strong tone. It shouldn't take now some surprise of what's happening uh, to these women, what happened on October 7th, that he has to finally have a, a hard word or a strong word. So uh, this back and forth, this waffling that he's giving, it is dangerous. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And coming up in the next hour on the Rita Cosby Show, well, guess what? Uh, The presidents of some of the top universities in this country, they were on the hot seat today trying to use the excuse that it's free speech and we can't clamp down on those people who are threatening death to all our Jewish students. Well, Congress was having none of that, at least the Republican side. And we're going to talk about that and a lot more coming up after the break and more fallout after those ridiculous, disgusting comments coming from progressive Democrat Pramila Jayapal, head of the Republican caucus, rather the progressive caucus in the House. And that's, of course, the squad, the progressive caucus. So, you know, read to it what you want. But boy, are things a mess. And the White House will not rein her in. They keep getting asked about it. Can't wait to hear what they had to say. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ. Line four. BJ, your thoughts about all this with Trump, too. 
Oh, it was so refreshing to watch him on Hannity. I mean, that's a leader. He sounds better now than he did in 2016. And I got to tell you, all of this stuff that you're talking about is because the Democrats, why they don't protect the border, why they don't do anything about energy independence, why they don't do anything about the crime in the decaying cities. It's because they want us to depend on the government. They don't believe in American exceptionalism like President Trump did. They believe that we're no better. In fact, we're much worse than all of the rest of the world, and they want us to depend on them. It's okay for them to be rich as long as you are poor and depending and begging for crumbs from them. And uh, I, I hope that uh, Stan and, uh, uh, decides to go with the squad, and uh, if he doesn't like it, he can leave. <laughs> Just like he, maybe he can go with like Alec Baldwin and a couple of the others who said, God, if Trump gets elected, we're going to leave the country. And unfortunately, they stayed. <laughs> We're going to talk about that in a lot more after the break. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 